Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. Or if you want to listen to us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. We are syndicated throughout the world. We just crossed over 134 countries. And so that's pretty cool. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone around the world. I can't believe that my voice is being heard around the world. On one hand, it's humbling. On the other hand, it's a little bit scary. Uh, But again, it's mostly about the entrepreneurs on the show and their message. And that's what we do here. So with that being said, I have Bruce and Chris back with us from Simply Eggless from Queens, New York. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. How's it going? Thanks yeah. for having us back. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, I have a lot of questions for you guys. The audience has brought in some questions for me based on you guys as well that we'll get into. And But first, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, I want to answer this question because everyone asks, uh, yes, I am managing to do four podcasts right now or four shows. I don't call them podcasts. They're like literally shows now because we produce them and they're acting like radio shows or whatever kind of show. It's not just podcasting. It's a level above it even that goes out on podcast channels. So we call them shows now. And um, and those shows, you know, that's just in Justin Ryan Bizarro show. That's Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. That's the Centurion Leadership Battalion with Justin Bizarro and the Night Dash or with Justin Bizarro as well. D A S H O R. And yes, I find time to do all that. How I release podcasts all the time. I just record a lot in a day. The days that I decide to do it, I break up my days into multiple days. And once I knew I had momentum, that's when I broke it off. And just so everyone knows, I had broken off the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast a long time ago because the motivational Mondays that we used to do on this podcast became so popular and started outweighing the downloads of the entrepreneurs and become a distraction from their story. So I broke it off into a different podcast. Okay. And then I took some time off as we relaunched this podcast and let this one gain momentum. Then I added that one back. And as that one started gaining momentum, we decided to break off another one, which is the Justin Ryan Bizarro show, which is basically society, uh, meets entrepreneurs meets sort of what's going on as me as a human in the world right now in the life that I leave but mainly I had a lot of people coming to me wanting to be on the show who weren't in the food game so we broke off another show called the Justin Ryan Bazaar show and then the night dash or just happens to be when I was between businesses and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do I had nothing's below me So not because I needed it, but because I wanted to learn the game. The food game, the delivery game is one of the most important things in the world right now. It's defining the way food and food business is done. It's defining the way humans interact with the world. It defines how we build our brands as food entrepreneurs. So I've learned a lot about it. I've done consulting in it. I've done consulting for merchants in it. I've done consulting for and helped out drivers figure out how to better their game in it. And so it's just about that because anything that's out there, I'm willing to learn and nothing's below me. So to answer everyone's question, why, why, why this little Wayne, when he started becoming popular, he released the Carter one volume one or whatever it's called. One of my favorite albums ever because he just crazily, and it didn't really gain as much momentum, but it started getting his popularity back. He was one of the hot boys. If anyone wants, if remembers them with jaw, uh, not jaw roll juvenile, 
And one of the things mm-hmm. he did is once he started gaining momentum, he started – well, he's a, he does it all freestyle, meaning he doesn't really write down his lyrics. He just listens to the beats and it comes to his head. But once, once he started doing something – once he started getting popularity, he increased his output. Where most people be like, oh, I'm making it. I can take a little break right now. He increased his output. He was in over 100 songs in one year, including his own. Released the Carter two. Also, the Carter three was recorded, even though they were released it later. But once he had momentum and once he was hot and once he hit the groove, he knew that that was the time to capitalize it on it, on it to hit the gas. Okay. He also knew that there was a depressing time going in in hip hop. Eminem was sort of having his falling out, and his records were su- sucking. You know, the the rapper game was a little bit suffering in the late two thousands. You know, so he's like, "This is a time. There's an opportunity here. I'm going to hit the gas. I've got a little bit of momentum. We're starting to see hip hop fade off. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to do whatever." And you see, by two thousand ten, he even ended up in an Eminem song. You know, can't hurt me no more, or something like that, or no more. I think the song's actually called. So, the reason I'm doing it, and I give reference to other humans because I'm not. I just didn't come up with this self my, myself. I don't think anything I've ever thought of or any idea I've had wasn't me coming up with it. It's because other people instilled certain aspects of life into me, or I read books, or I listened to music. And or anytime I'm curious about a person that's made it or has success, actors, athletes, business people, I read about them in in nauseam. I get obsessed. Mm-hmm. I go down those rabbit holes. So when it comes to educating myself or what's going on now with the podcast and the show, we're about to start Foodopia. We're in development. We we're trying to do 18 seasons over 12 years of food around the world exposure, basically exposure experience and and uh, education around food, the food entrepreneurs from the farmers to the processors to the restaurateurs or food entrepreneurs, however that looks. But the reason I'm doing that is because we're starting to gain momentum and I'm not going to slow down. Now it's time to hit the gas. The Rock, same idea. Once he had momentum, he never stopped hitting the gas. He kept going. He keeps going fast and he keeps hitting the gas. I mean, I hope I don't put any bad movies out like some of the ones he put out, but it's going to happen. You hit the gas, you're <laughs> you're you're going to miss shots. Just like Michael Jordan, everyone doesn't know this. He's the greatest of all time, but he also t- missed like 70% of his shots. You know, people don't even care about that because the 30% he mattered and he was willing to take and the risk he was willing to take mattered. It may not be that low, maybe more like 38% or something, but whatever, he's still the greatest of all time. Okay, and here's my last thing as I sort of give this commentary is I am the type of person to surround myself with greatness. So why there was a question, why do I build everyone else up? Why do I do that? Okay, here's one reason I made a mistake before building up everyone else first before I built up myself. I thought by pushing everyone else that we would be a team and that everyone would rise up and I'd rise up with them. That's not really what happens in leadership, guys, and I hate to say it, but it's a selfish thing. You have to first lead yourself, be selfish, control your own environment before you can lead others. You have to cut the flesh yourself, learn to live that way, and attract people to what you're doing. So I'll give Michael Jordan as an example. If I want to be the best, I got to surround myself with the best teammates. I got to put myself in the best league, and I want Kobe Bryant's in my league. I want Shaquille O'Neal's. I want Anthony Hardaway's. I want all those greatness, not only on my own team, but to compete against because even if we're friends in the league, 
but we compete every so often in the game because we're in the same industry. It makes me better. Even when I know them better, even when we're friends and we have to compete and maybe, you know, we're friends before we're competing, but when it comes to compete, it's to the death because I like that because I believe in that because I believe in it makes me better. That's why. So it's not only about hitting the gas when you have momentum, but it's one of the things I learned from Michael Jordan was he had three championships and he let his foot off the gas. Six is now somewhat attainable as the number of championships. Weirdly, Kobe had five. If Shaquille O'Neal would have got his head out of his ass um, temporarily, they might have won six. Um, but Shaquille O'Neal built an empire, on bi- a business empire, which is out of this world. So you kind of see why he was distracted. He was building a legacy also. But my point being is you need to be surrounded by people who push you better, who do make you want to work harder, who will push you, who may become your competitors eventually. They may go off on their own. They may go start a business that that competes with you. So what? I don't compete with them. And so I take the point of I get better because they're in my league. I get better. But here's the reason what happens when I when they're competing with me. I look to myself and I think to myself, how can I be a better me? How can I do this better? Because if I compete with them, I just become trying to be a mimic of them and do what they're doing better, but no one's going to do it better than they do. But when I compete with them and I have to win, I can't do it the way they do or it's going to end up a tie or worse, I'm going to lose most of the time because only they'll always be a step ahead of me. But if I compete with myself, knowing that I have competition out there and better myself, I gain the distance. And so I think that answers about seven questions right there in and of itself that I had, I hope. But why do I do it? Why am I working so hard now? When the Why do more podcasts when I have one popular? Why take the risk? Why risk failure on three, two other podcasts? Because Train Leadership Battalion is fairly successful also. Why take the risk on a TV show? Which is one of the questions. Because I don't seek comfortability. I seek uncomfortability. That's why I've learned that as long as I'm uncomfortable, I am happy. As long as I'm pursuing uncomfortable and pursuing that, that I am happy. I have joy and I have love in my life and I'm a better human. And if I get in relationships or I'm in bad situations where the humans don't grow around me or they want comfort and they want the easy path, it scares the living crap out of me because I see what happens. You know, Jim Carrey did this great thing where he talks about his father being the greatest comedian he ever had, but he took the safe route and became a worker. And the safe route ended up unemployed and the family broke and having no money for the rest of his life after 48 years old until mm-hmm. the son did had the balls to become a comedian. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to take the comfortable route, the co- most comfortable route seems to me is the uncomfortable route because at least then I might be employed for the rest of my life doing what I love versus being employed by someone else. Entrepreneurial journey, yeah. entrepreneurial integrity, entrepreneurial ingenuity. All three of those things matter. The journey, the integrity, the ingenuity. So thank you guys. Sorry, Chris and, and Bruce. I just needed to get all those questions answered. I did it all at once. So all the outstanding oh, ones that I needed to hit this one for me are done. Now I got to get to you guys. So let's jump into this. Let's talk a little bit about Simply Eggless. What is it? Just to refresh the audience, you can go back and listen to parts one, two, and three. I recommend doing that. But just give everyone a quick update on what Simply Eggless is and who you guys are. Sure. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Bruce, you mind if I take it away? Okay, go ahead, Chris. 
Thank you. Thank you, Justin, for that great, great commentary. It makes me, it gets me fired up. It makes me want to get out there and, I don't know, play some sports or do something. <laughs> Very great motivational. I'm sorry, not even motivational. Great leadership. Uh, great commentary. Got me fired up. Uh, for those, thank you guys again for your attention and uh, happy to be on here. Cynthia Eggless is a plant-based vegan egg substitute. But like Justin also mentioned, we're not a substitute. We're, we're a product amongst itself. We replicate uh, real chicken eggs uh, using plant-based products and ingredients. We have retail versions of our products that have been out in market for over two and a half years. And we are just now diving into commercialization and food service, which we'll dive into later in the show. Uh, but yes, it's been uh, co-founded by myself and my partners alongside Bruce, um, my dear friend from childhood. Uh, we're also good business partners. And from here on, we've been uh, sky's the limit. We've penetrated the market. We have our products in restaurants. We have super high interest from a lot of different industries. And just like Justin said, we're ready to hit our, uh, put our foot on the, on the gas and get some momentum going. Yes. yes. How about thank you, Bruce? Thank you, Chris. And uh, thank you, Justin. It's uh, great. Uh, you have the incredible answers, by the way, to just to go back to uh, you getting back to the listeners. Um, but thank you. Thank you again for having us. It's wonderful to be on here. Uh, just to you know, piggyback on what Chris was saying with uh, simply eggless, um, yeah, like you said, a substitute, alternative, an option, you know, and plant-based, made from a legume, and it's a uh, for people that you know looking for a healthy option out there or something different versus animal protein. You know, you have a a bean that you can look to, which is made from the lupini bean, and uh, it's doing great out here. We you use it for omelets, eggs, scrambles, and even baking. So just to refresh people with, you know, what's going on exactly what the product is and uh, what we've been doing out here is great to be back. Yeah, and I want to anchor this. I got a question for you guys because it came in from the audience because we've mentioned it a few times. So I'm going to try to consolidate everything back into this episode, the, the least the key points of the high-level points. Um, the question is: is, can it be baked with? And, and are you baking with it? Because I think they're seeing stuff on Instagram. And the other question is, is can it be frozen? Because the question is, mm-hmm. is your competitor can't be frozen and they've had a bad experiences with your competitor. And I don't want to give light to your competitor. I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to mention okay. them by name. I'm just going to focus on you guys. So what will you answer both of those questions? Totally, totally. Um, I, for one, can answer... I'll answer the first question uh, regarding the baking aspect. That's cool. Sure. Uh, definitely, yes. That is our to answer the question. Simply eggless is an amazing uh, baking replacement for real eggs. It's one of the it is the functionality that separates us from the competition and from emerging competition, and that's due to the fact uh, of our formulation using the lupin, lupin beans and lupini beans. That specific bean has. Uh, binding and leavening properties. And what that means is that essentially when you cook it and bake with it, it rises. Whereas the competition, if you were to use that, it does not rise. So that is the important aspect that replicates real eggs that allow um, muffins to rise in the oven. And I, for one, personally, along, my wife, along with my wife during the testing phases, we did all of the testing in-house. We tested batches of cookies. You go back on our Instagram, we have 
on an Instagram profile, try simply Edwards, you'll see tons of um, baking applications that I've put out there myself. Super clean, no cholesterol added. It's it's a great alternative. And take a step back, to be quite frank, I had this conversation. If you really think about it, this we set a standard in this modern day age where it's expected your cookies are expected to have chicken eggs in there. If you think about it, there really is no reason to have animal derivatives in your muffins or in your cookies with a product with Edwards. So this is where we come into play. Uh, no cholesterol, clean tasting, ability to rise and, and, and bind. Simply Edwards is a great alternative to use for, um, for baking. So I hope that answers the question. And with regards to freezing, I, I'll let Bruce go ahead and answer that. Yeah, to answer, uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, to answer your second question, Justin, yes, also, uh, you can freeze uh, Simply Eggless, which is a, a great component for us. Um, a lot of people, you know, um, in the commercial food industry, especially baking and stuff like that, to have, you can have large quantities, we're freeze with a year shelf life. So that's an excellent, you know, key point for us out there in the market, um, especially you know, merging into step into food space, things of that nature. So, yes, you can freeze simply eggless. Um, once it's thawed out, uh, you have about a yeah 70-day shelf life. Um, once it's thawed out, temperature, and once you open it, it, you have about seven days of usage once uh, the bottles, the seal is open. So it's, uh yeah, you have good time. And to go back to with baking, it's, you could make so many different recipes and play with it and, and, and have fun with the product. And um, it's all clean, no cholesterol and no soy, like Chris said. So, yeah, just to answer the question for the listeners out there. Yep. If I want to add one point to that uh, frozen aspect, it gives us a great competitive advantage from a business perspective as well. Justin and Bruce, uh, having the ability to freeze our products allows us uh, the extended shelf life. A product like ours on the retail side, perishability is probably our, 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 our biggest concern with regards to our liquid egg. So the ability for us to then produce it, freeze it, ship it internationally, ship it to locations, and for then for the distributor to then, you know, disperse it, thaw it out as they need, as they, as they see uh, needed, mm. it gives us a great component, uh, again, advantage to uh, keep the product fresh and that's uh, for the best experience for the end, end users. So um, we'll, we'll do a better job of marketing that. But yes, that is one of the common questions we get as well. Simply, I guess, could be frozen. It's, it's, it's a great advantage to have. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go into this because the frozen part is where I'm leading this. I want to talk about international expansion. Okay, and I think your ability to freeze your product, even though I already knew the answer, I wanted to ask it on behalf of the guests, or on behalf of the fans, sorry, or listeners. Will you guys talk to us about, talk to me about international expansion, talk to me about how you're doing that, talk to me about international production, talk to me about the details of this, how you're going about it, and sort of how it's happening. Sure, Uh, I'll give a broad a broad explanation on, on international expansion. We're, we are a New York-based company, but at the same time, we understand that the need for Simply Eggless, actually, I say we don't understand, we, we realize the need for Simply Eggless is worldwide. 
Once our product hit the market and started hitting the internet, we got tons of inquiries, not only from the U.S., but all across the world. Um, and it was really flattering as well as exciting. And as a small business, we had to take advantage of every opportunity that came our way. So, um, for example, one of the, the my co-founders and, and, and business partners who who was the main main guy in charge of the formulation, uh, he studied abroad at one point in Sydney, Australia. And so when we got an inquiry from Sydney, Australia on, on, on our product, simply it was, there was an instant, uh, what's that word? I guess intention to try to make it work. Uh, he had an epiphany for that area. Uh, we also knew our competitor was not out there at the time, so we speed to market, uh, speed kills in, in this sense. And we wanted to get them a taste of simply as this, um, being that there's such a high vegan density out there. Uh, buyers, um, customers were demanding it. So we found an opportunity, uh, a few business trips with the right people, the right inquiries. The distributors made the connections for us to find us the right cold packers, the right manufacturers out there that could produce our products, uh, on par, if not even in some certain terms, a little better than in the U.S. That's due to the equipment that they have available. But with that, with all that said, it led to a, it led to international expansion. We, we've, we're available in Canada. Our, our products are available in Whole Foods Canada for those that are not yet aware. Uh, all 13 locations. I'm very happy to have our, our items out there. And in addition, we're, we're across six uh, European countries. We've, we've able to source, um, look, co-packers in Germany as well. Um, again, doing soft launches across the world, mainly due to the demand, and it's been a great experience. Uh, we've had to see Simply Eggless in multiple languages, um, to get, you know, posted about from different countries at all times of the day. It's, it's, really, it's really a proud moment for us, and it's, we're just trying to demonstrate how much of a demand there is and how much lack of, of, of good egg substitutes are there. And again, Great opportunity for us. We, we see nothing but promise. We have some great, um, what do you call that? Great promotional opportunities with these retailers. And mm-hmm. uh, as long as we keep on going, I think the man is only going to increase. Um, day by day, we get tons of inquiries, and it's gonna, only going to continue to rise up. So much, um, so much uh, inquiries early on in posts from Mexico, uh, Brazil, Canada. Um, in in Europe, like Chris said, you know, six different countries in Europe. It's a beautiful thing to see so many uh, different types of recipes and people having fun with the product, like all across the world. So the demand is definitely there. It's providing it to the to the world. How we can we get this simply eggless everywhere available, you know, across the globe? And uh, that's the fun part. That's the fun challenge. And yeah. I know you and guys. Think- are- Go ahead. Uh, my last point on this, thank you guys. Uh, and I think it also goes to show you how hard it is to formulate a product like, like ours, simply like this. Like, if it was that easy, as some people may perceive it to be, why is it that different countries are reaching out to us? Why is it that the top egg companies have reached out to us to try to see what we're up to? It's because it's not easily replicated. It took tons and tons of R&D I give nothing but credit to our team. The, the sacrifices we've made. Um, you don't. You guys don't understand how many different recipes we had to get to to get a prototype. 
But point being, there there is small amount of solutions, a high demand, and we're one of the top players in the market. So again, we're proud of that, and uh, we're going to ride that momentum out across the world. And I know you're in Australia. You guys, there's a Simply Eggless Australia. Um instagram page that's pretty awesome that the gentleman or whoever woman i don't know who it is gentlewoman uh lady for lack of a better term um whoever's running it they're doing a phenomenal job and we've talked a little bit about it i should have asked that question before we started if it was a man or a woman or however they associate themselves but one of the things i want to anchor on this and just talk about what's the other weird difficulty and you guys are doing it is you have to redo the labels in every country, right? I mean, you're you're having to deal with different labels, different restrictions, different nutritionals. Like, uh, and how are you guys dealing with all that? I mean, are you just heading this head on? Like, okay, we have this country that wants to have our product. We just need to go about changing the packaging uh, and the way the nutritional label is done to meet that country standards. So, talk to me a little bit about that. Sure, no, that's a great insight. Great insight, uh, Justin. And yes. Going down to nitty gritty, this is what it takes to get a product uh, across a different country. Um, for example, we're not allowed to call uh, our Simply Eggless liquid a plant-based egg. We, we can't call it plant-based egg in Canada. We literally have to translate it to egg-style liquid. Um, and why is that? Because that's the regulations out there in, in different countries. We have to respect that, and we're not allowed to state things that are not allowed. So. To answer the question, uh, our partner who uh, is in charge of manufacturing, he works specifically with with, um, with consultants that understand the regulations of, of, of importing different products. So, for example, we have a contact out in Canada that helps us translate everything into French and bilingual, and through that helps us with the labeling, the conversions, uh, the statement, and the claims. Once we're able to filter that through properly, we do a, we work with a graphic designer who's able to adjust the packaging to match that. And again, multiply that times the six other countries we're in, and that's what we get. We have a multi-faceted, multilingual, simply as this product across, across the world. So it does take a lot of work. I, I give nothing but credit again to the team uh, for, for doing all that. And it's, 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 it's a lot, a lot to expand to a different country, but at the same time, it shows how much, when there's a, such a demand and there's such a need and there's such passion behind what you're doing, it doesn't seem like a ton of work. We're happy to go through that, uh, nitty gritty work to get our products to a different country, to get that exposure, to get these inquiries. It's, it's really exciting. I love this. So talk to me about the, you guys did an international trade show. Uh, in Canada, which probably is why you're in Canada Whole Foods, but I'm not positive. Um, talk to me about how, like, you obviously like you're all in internationally. We talked about labels. Now we've talked about co-packing over in Germany and Europe, and we've talked about across six European countries, Australia, Canada. How are you going about this? Like, did you just decide to go to Canada? Talk to me a little bit how you make a decision to do trade shows outside your own country. Bruce, I'll get started, and I guess we could, yeah, if you don't mind, Bruce, because I have the back-end backstory that we could dive into our experience. Uh, yeah, it's a great question, Justin. It's uh, It literally just happens organically. I'd say um, simply as this, fully concentrated on the U.S. within 
the first year or so. But please, audience, keep in mind, our first year in market was was uh, 2020. We were still in the middle of the pandemic. So we didn't know what our business was going to have. We didn't know where our next account was going to come from. So we saw opportunity overseas. We saw a need for the product. We saw little competition. We started to explore what was possible out there. What happened was um, essentially distributors that were interested in bringing the product uh, across the border from the U.S. into Canada, they reached out, simple conversation, business to business, found a way to, uh, found the proper channels and distributions, logistics to get the product over to their distribution. And once we got it into the distribution, they were able to like spread it out to their accounts. And, and that actually led to Whole Foods Canada. Uh, by getting into a certain distributor, that distributor had a contact at Whole Foods, submitted our product, and they accepted it. And we were not once turned down the opportunity <laughs> to be in Whole Foods. So, so that kind of organically happened. And then from there, once we had presence in, in, in Canada, we realized we needed to expand off with representation. So we were able to connect with uh, brokers or marketing companies out there who had all of the uh, retail uh, connections. And essentially from there, again, it's, it's grown organically and we, we saw good expansion. We got good sales, good feedback. And again, once that happened, we, 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 it led to the opportunity of the trade show. They mentioned being from the U.S., we're not familiar with what is, what's a popular show to go to, what's, what's good return on investment, where we're going to see the most buyers. But they haven't recommended, uh, our representatives recommended to be go to the CHFA, so CHFA show located in Vancouver, uh, BC. And we were happy to attend to show, show, show our faces and demonstrate the product firsthand. And I'll let Bruce go, go from here and kind of explain our experience. And, uh, we had a great time out there. So I got to say. Yeah, definitely. Very fun time out there. Thank you. Um, and I have to say, like, you know, shout out to Canada. Um, when I got on board early on uh, with the team with Simply Eggless uh, a couple years back, Canada was one of the actually first uh, countries that, you know, was showing interest early on, I remember. And then uh, not short after, you know, we got into the Whole Foods out there. And uh, that was a beautiful thing because it's just like trying to get, you know, expansion. It's like Canada got it very early and like shout out to them because we got to see that once we actually got out there face to face with the people and uh got real time feedback but yeah it was it was super fun out there at the trade show it was a yeah, canadian health food association if i'm not mistaken food show and fun so many companies out there um we were one of the few cooking uh actually giving demos uh out there of the, the product and it was to our surprise that so many people really were already familiar with the product uh, they, they said you know they were grabbing it from their local Whole Foods out there and uh, I believe Loblaw is also Chris if I'm not mistaken yep Definitely Loblaw, right? uh, Yep. we just we just launched our frozen uh, patties and Loblaws uh, 330 plus locations so thank you Bruce yep. yeah so yeah they, they really get it out there um, and we got great feedback for you know people that never tried it and you know, you see people walking by and they saw the, oh, the skimp's egg. It's like, I heard about this. I want to try this. So they stop by, try it, and give the feedback. And pretty much everyone that gave positive feedback really enjoyed the product. And 
teams of people, you know, not to give comparison to America and Canada, but teams of people out there a little, little bit more health conscious versus here in the States. Um, so it seemed, you know, we've been accepted with open arms there and just to see that journey and get in front of the people aside from also to go back to labeling, going into actually going into Whole Foods or Chris and I and seeing the package of the bottles with, you know, the different labels and, and, uh, and French, which is a beautiful thing. And we got pictures and some footage and stuff there. And even to see us, uh, outselling our competitor, um, was a beautiful thing also, uh, out there. And I, I believe one of the key components also was, you know, us being soy free and, uh, freezable and you can bake with our product, you know? So it's fun and met a lot of different companies, a lot of different contacts and just, for us to get out there, you know, me and Chris were very hands-on, get in front of different business owners, owners and stuff throughout this journey. Um, we made a lot of good contacts, but also alongside with, the, you know, the marketing company, they brought a lot of great retailers and uh, different business owners to us out there. So it was a fun experience, uh, beautiful weather, beautiful people, and uh, look forward to going back, uh, God willing. Yeah, yeah. And just real quick, just to give the audience a visualization of what we demonstrated you know, we're from New York, so we already launched our breakfast sandwich in New York and across the U.S., I would say. Breakfast sandwiches are a big, big thing. Sausage, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese, you all heard it. So what we wanted to do is really demonstrate to the Canadian audience out there at the show how easy it is to create, recreate that, all plant-based, better for you, nutrition-wise, and not losing anything with, with, with the taste and experience. So... I myself, you know, along with Bruce, we literally cooked up sausage, egg, and cheese sandwiches on, on English muffins. I made about over maybe close to 200 sandwiches, I would say. We we, we had people coming up to us demanding <laughs> demanding that, <laughs> that we give them these sandwiches. We had people from Booth bringing over their partners saying, hey, you guys have to try these breakfast sandwiches. It was really enlightening. It was really, really Day two, we were really in demand. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. By day two, word had spread and people were coming by asking and waiting. So all in all, great experience. Uh, love to bring the, you know, the New York flavor or, or recipes over. Simple enough for a consumer to really cook it, cook it on the griddle and serve it up. And uh, that's what we're out there to do. We, I think we achieved that. I really like this a lot. I, I couldn't be um, more agreeable. And in the audience, if you hear, I apologize. I didn't silence my phone and it's nothing happened through all day, but I got a weird like noise. I don't think anyone heard it come through, but there was a few beeps that came through. I think I uh, nulled it. And also, um, I will continue to mute my mic here, guys, just so you know. Uh, and I'm going to say it on the podcast just because I'm absolutely amazed that delivery drivers and delivery people can't read signs or don't look at red lights that say recording and still walk into places and still do delivers or still try to come in where I'm actually doing the recording, even though they could see me through the glass. So, um, just a whole other experience there. Um, so, um, as I talk about momentum, it's that type of stuff where I'm like, you just got to move through it, guys. You just like people are going to be people. You can't let them derail you. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. This podcast will never, ever be perfect. But to your guys point and to the thing on Canada is I, I find that when you have a good product, when you stay true to who you are, when you're out to produce the best thing possible, if you were out to just do the competition, you would have stopped at 
okay, we're we're soy free. Uh, we're done. No, it's not only done. We you can also be frozen, okay, because you're making it better against yourself. It also can be uh, baked with. Okay, it's also a product that is looks just like egg when you cook it. Okay, we didn't even talk about that. Where I would say a lot of the competition, even though it has the coloring, it doesn't look like egg. Okay. Thank you. Yep. So, like, there's four things there that I just named. There's probably a fifth one. Your packaging is outstanding. It's it's in your name. The name's simply eggless versus trying to say, like, it's almond milk. Well, it's not almond milk, okay? Milk comes from a mammal, you know? But what you're doing is you're being honest and truthful in your name. It's simply eggless, okay? It's eggless, but it's an egg alternative, okay? So this is the five things I think about your brand that are important, okay? The frozen the baking, the packaging, the simply eggless name, you know, the coloration, all of those things yeah. really matter. And so yeah, like that's what defines you guys. That's why I keep having them on the show. That's why I keep saying this because I'm also trying to highlight for the audience that this is soy free, which I think is, you know, part of the five I just named. Like you don't have soy in your product. That's a big deal. We are too dependent on soy in this in the world. Way too dependent on soy, corn, and wheat. Too dependent. Mm-hmm. Those are three crops, guys. Even if you have some variations here and there, which we don't. Too dependent as humans on three things. Like the world God created, or whoever you want to say created, if you just think it was a burst in in the pan, whatever, and all of a sudden we have the big bang and here we are. Still. We have how many thousands of plants and animals? Like the plants, we need to have diversified things in our diet. So to just rely on those three things for most of our plant-based things is crazy to me. We already eat bread. Mm -hmm. We already eat corn. We already have enough soy, soy sauce, soy this, soy that. It's just, okay, guys, like that's why we have problems. We're compounding too much of the same thing in it. And when we don't diversify our diet... We're compounding the negative things of those foods into us as well. It's like when fish get mercury poisoned. That's because they're eating so many things with mercury or other fish that have mercury. And then we eat the fish and then we get mercury poisoning. It's that compounding effect just to give everyone the the short and steady. Okay. Um, let's go into the next question. Um, let's talk a little bit about food service, like where you guys are going, where you started off. Like, talk to me how you guys first went to market with your product versus how you're going to market now. Sure, sure. Great question. Um, so let's start there. Um, simply, yeah, this, when we first went to market, we primarily were concentrated on retail. Uh, we had to, we knew what we were on, we were into, but we also wanted to move beyond concept, you know, it wasn't just a concept. So we needed to have some data, some real, some real life sales. And so our first, first and foremost concentration was the retail market, which we achieved in uh, September of 2020. After about a year in market, I would say, you know, we realized as entrepreneurs, we had to scope the competition, understand what is the next phase for simply like this. Were we, like you said, were we going to be a one product, one and done, flash in the pan? Or were we really going to try to reach the next level, reach the masses? It's simply like this a household name. From our perspective, the best way to do that was was to go commercialization. And people, please understand, audience, this was the time in 2021, 
still kind of emerging from COVID, the food service industry had totally shut down to a grinding halt. There was no there was no one, there was nobody in offices. It was only two years ago, but you guys remember, nobody was in offices. There's no hospitality. There's no trucks being delivered. That industry got totally uh, spiraled downward uh, for 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 many many a long period of time. So we understood that that's where we needed to be, but it was an uphill challenge to even even get in contact with someone who cared because they were not even sure when they were going to do their next delivery within food service with all due respect some of the top names I'm talking about. So it was a, almost like a puzzle you couldn't, you couldn't solve, but you know, I guess it goes back to that, that famous saying, if you build it, they will come. Right. So instead of just waiting for us to land a food service distributor and then start working on it, we, we, our partner and along with us always thinking ahead, we started to design find the co-packers, find the, the right materials and the right procedures to make commercialized Simply Eggless. So over the next six years, while we're still doing retail, we're already thinking five steps ahead. Okay, when the time comes, we're doing food service, we need to have it available. So um, I give our partner a lot of credit, uh, the formulation, the manufacturers involved, our co-packers. They work through many trials and errors to come through with uh, commercialized versions of our product. And um, we're at a stage now where we are, we have been in the last three, four months uh, working with uh, food service distribution. We're getting a lot more traction. We've actually gotten onboarded successfully, successfully onboarded with a food service distributor literally as of this week uh, with Shamrock Distributions. I believe they're the third largest food service distributors across the U.S. Um, that's our first penetration into the market, and I'll let Bruce kind of explain. Also, along the way, we've we've met uh, some some key key figures that could help us go to the next level as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, same thing. It's funny that you you, you said the the word, Chris. Uh, when Justin, you asked uh, what's the experience been, the first thing I thought was uphill battle, and Chris, you said that uh, <laughs> in your in your response. And uh, the reason I say that, you know, early on our experience, uh, you know, coming out of COVID and stuff like that. Again, a lot of restaurants, you know, just opening back up. They're trying to, you know, get a breath of fresh air again uh, as things are reopening. And Chris and I, I could just go back uh, downtown in the city in the meatpacking district, going to the Gandavort Hotel to speak to the uh, chefs there, Dream Hotel. Uh, like Chris, you know, said the offices were closed. I remember we tried to get into the Google building. It was like a ghost town in there. Security stopped us. Like nobody's here. So it was us trying to penetrate a market where there's nobody even at work. You know, people are still scared to kind of come outside or there on the fence if they even want to go to a restaurant or not, you know. And we're running around with the bags full of samples to <laughs> give to these different restaurants and stuff like that. And just get face-to-face with people and introduce them to the product in the time where everybody, like I said, is, you know, trying to play catch up and then building those relationships within that and, you know, uh, meeting like, you know, to go back to Utopia Bagels, Jesse, uh, accounts like that, where even amongst everybody still on the fence, uh, Jesse, Scott, those guys over there, they saw, listen, it's necessary to have a plant-based menu here and give that option to people. So, 
accounts like that helped us to carry throughout the way early on in the journey, going up this uphill steep battle and then, you know, tapping into um, uh, different networks. Like uh, I would literally early on look at different like trucks all across, like uh, in Mass, Bith and Middle Village, Queens. I was always over in that area working and I would go speak to the distributors there, but everybody was scared to take the risk. They, you know, a lot of people tried the samples early on, you know, saw the potential in the product, but they were like, ah, I'm scared. Now we're coming to a place where, like Chris said, you know, we just hit a key account with, a, you know, a key distributor out there, a Shamrock, now in the food service realm. Now people are understanding, oh, this needs to be provided for, you know, on a, on a grand scale. So it's good. Uh, definitely kept notes, kept in communication with a lot of those early contacts, with, which were key in food service, a lot of big time bakers and stuff like that. And now people are ready to have that discussion more. So it's uh, introducing it to the world and also people that are already familiar with it, doubling back and getting in front of them and saying, listen, how can we work? How can we become an ingredient, you know, in your, in your baking, in your bakery, you know, in your cakes and your donuts, things of that nature and have those discussions because now, it's, you know, we're at a place uh, where people are open to have that and uh, to also also into uh, international expansion so uh, yeah seeing the potential in that as well you know not only retail internationally but also on the, on the food service grand scale things uh and within travel you know yep within travel so it, it's fun and uh every day is a, is a hustle and a grind to figure out what's the next move you know but it's it's Awesome to see, like to go back, like I said, literally handing out, you know, samples to see now where people are uh, ready to take big orders on, you know, and uh, really yeah. understand that it, this it, is necessary. Totally, Bruce. And again, I could not, we could not be here without Bruce's key connections, key accounts. We were able to do direct orders to help, again, keep keep the customers satisfied in the meantime on a local scale. Um, but I also want to reiterate how important it was. I think, Justin, you mentioned this in the past. Uh, when opportunity meets uh, preparedness, opportunity came about us that we had no control over whatsoever, and that is the current egg market. If uh, For those that are paying attention, I'm sure you are when, when you're bringing up your, your, your eggs in the, in the grocery store. Prices of eggs have year over year have at least doubled. And early, early this year and late last year, it was on the scales of what, like twelve ninety nine for a dozen eggs. That in itself is a totally different conversation. But just to recap, the avian bird flu has totally derailed uh, the chicken industry. Fifty eight million chickens have died as a result of this avian bird flu, and that affects the supply chain of that industry. That affects it all the way down to the consumer who is paying thirteen dollars, up to thirteen dollars for a dozen eggs. Once the commer- that reached that commercial level. You got to keep in mind that affects all the bakeries involved. That affects all of the all of the uh, mass buyers of eggs. Where do they look on the internet? Egg substitute. Where do we pop up on the Google search? Simply eggless. That that also helped us uh, lead us to this this interest, lead us to these opportunities in food service. So uh, I can't stress enough how you have to be prepared and be ready to strike when the opportunity is there. And we were just waiting in the wind 
uh, for that to happen. So thank you. Yeah, I want to touch on something, too. I, I appreciate the credit there. But um, someone taught me that, obviously, I think a lot of people. And um, I do know we talk about it a lot, you and I, Chris, even offline, just so the audience knows. Chris, Bruce, and I, we all do a lot of things together. Um, we've done networking together. We've done some events together. We're supporting New York State of Mind a lot. And what Brett's doing, he was on the podcast as well. We try to mm-hmm. support our communities inside and outside the food business. That's why the three of us get along so well. We hang out a lot. These guys have become my friends. You know, I would say that very, very dear friends. And I haven't known them that long, but they align Thank with you. my principles. And, you Thank know, you. I talk about it, and there was a post about it, and I talk a lot about people, but it's per, it's principles over personalities. You know, our personalities are the, the things that divide us. Okay. If we focus on them, there's just division. But if we focus on the things that we have similarity, those are our principles. Those are our core values. Those are what we want for our children. Those are what we want for the world. That's to make a better place, to provide solutions. And anyone who listens in to the Justin Ryan Bizarro show, by the time this podcast comes out, Miles of Hollywood Productions, he's another one who's like this. He's around us. He's all the time. And he came up with this term where the solutions only crew. Well, there's a group of us weirdly in New York right now that are solutions only. So we're talking about being prepared is having that mindset of providing solutions. And when the opportunity comes, because they always do, where everyone's chasing some other idea, if you go where everyone else is and, and be prepared for that place, then the opportunity will come to you. It's just crazy how it works, and it's what happened here. In the world of whatever and the way things went, opportunity knocked, and you guys were prepared because you saw it, the opportunity would come, okay? The other thing I want to reference, everyone, is I just want to drop this because uh, an uphill battle is a problem because of two reasons, and that's why the term has, has come up here, and it comes from like um, the art of war, Um, It serves two problems and why it's always the hardest. One is you are going uphill, meaning you have to exert more energy. But whoever's at the top of the hill always has a strategic advantage over you. They've already climbed the hill. They've already been up there. They already know they've been up there for a while. They know how to maintain that as your competition. So it is an uphill battle, even if it's against yourself, okay, Um, because whatever's up there is the hardest place to get. And a lot of people have been up on the hill that you're trying to get, even if you're blazing new trails. Theoretically, you know, in our mind, we have to understand that when we are doing it, it's why I like this term and I'm liking why you guys highlighted it, because it's not only the climb, it's whoever else is up there, even if there are competition and we're not focusing on them, they are up there and they have a strategic advantage because they have the higher ground. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just for everyone to think about. They've already climbed the hill, and that's in the strategy, okay? And so I just want to, like, everyone to be aware of it. Like, for all intents and purposes, I will use your competition came to the market before you guys. They've been in the market a while, okay? They were up on the hill before you guys. So it wasn't only that you're climbing uphill against yourselves, against trying to build a company, make sure you're not bankrupt, but there's already this company out here who's standing on top of the hill. And, you know, and by climbing the hill and learning what you guys did and trying to, to, you know, better yourselves just by trying to make it up the hill and not necessarily focusing on the competition, although you're aware of them, you created the five things that I said that separates you from them, which actually is the five definitions of you as a company, you know. And so like core values as a company, obviously they're soft skills like do the right thing, go the extra mile, all of those things. I think all of those soft skills translate 
into this, you know, uh, be humble again. You know, you're not trying to, you're not trying to get rid of the egg. You're trying to provide people with an alternative. You're not trying to get it out of cooking, but if there's a shortage, the first place we should get rid of eggs is in baking because there is an alternative that works for baking. Baking's just adding like volume. Eggs are adding the, um, the uh, glue that sticks it together. I can't remember the term and used it. Binding. binding, Thank you. Used it earlier. Mm -hmm. And so if we create the binding and we have binding and we have the, the, the levying, the rising, then we can save the eggs for the individuals that actually need the protein or want to eat the eggs or whatever. So even though we're there's the vegan push and we're talking about vegan here, we're also talking about balancing out things so there isn't shortages so we don't drive prices through the roof okay if this is what's good for humanity okay balance diversity using our minds to provide solutions that help humans because eventually there's going to be so many humans we could have millions upon millions of chickens they're not going to be able to lay enough eggs for all the humans okay and i just want to emphasize that with everyone so i'm going to ask you guys this um what are the alliances you're forming and what are some of the things you're doing to uh preserve those alliances great question justin i think i yeah i think i know what you're referring to and bruce we speak about it because we've we literally helped uh these current alliances as we speak of by being out there in in Canada, we made some key contacts. Uh, Bruce actually uh, caught the eye of a, a key contact, and nothing is set in stone yet, but that key contact introduced us to a different contact who uh, I've had conversations with in the last two weeks. Um, it's one thing to have your, I guess, it's, let me rephrase this, it's one thing to have your own company, your vision. I feel proud to the point where by mentioning our product, to experienced veterans in, in the food service game. Uh, it has led to conversations where potentially we might be aligning with um, people who have successful, successfully gotten their products into the mass accounts that we want to get to. So we're working through some details, but uh, what, I want, what I want to rephrase is that we've gotten people to come to us and they want to join us as an alliance because they see the opportunity, not only the opportunity, they see the angle, they see everything that our vision is strong enough to, to reflect onto someone else and that they're going to drop all their stuff potentially to try to work with us. So um, what, I, what I guess I mean by all that is we share the common vision and it's strong enough and those that are business savvy will, will, track, will track those like-minded individuals. And we see nothing but promise and potential with these accounts. Um, a potential accounts and connections and time will only tell if we successfully work through but as we've been talking more and more about the product and now the name has been getting out there more and more it's been like it's kind of been like a magnet uh people have been reaching out people have been following up have been calling me directly reaching out saying hey let's talk about how i can add to your business and uh again it all starts with a simple connection <laughs> who says what's up to somebody at an after party all of a sudden, that led to a conversation. That led to a conversation. That led to, hey, I know this guy. This guy could possibly get you into X, Y, Z. This poss- this guy could possibly get you in this hotel chain. And those simple conversations are, are leading towards uh, reality for us. And it's just kind of, it's really mesmerizing to see from from afar. 
now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say, you know, relationships are super important and just alliances. I love that word that you, you know, chose. It's, you know, I always, uh, you know, speak with Chris about just like kind of like a, you know, balancing act of, you know, you want to have communication on email with, with, you know, different businesses, corporate businesses, you know, on that. And you also want to get out there, like I spoke on before, in front of the actual business owners, in front of the chefs, and have that conversation. You want to get out there and network and put pieces together with, okay, you have plant-based bacon. Okay, we have a plant-based egg. Let's come together and see how we can work and, you know, and then you have networks with communities of people doing wonderful things and have different outlets, such as yourself and this platform to where you have a network, you can create a community of people. And I think it's, like I said, a balancing act of uh, taking heed to all those different components and making sure that you give the energy, you know, all the equal amount of energy because it's not just one key thing. I think when it comes to success or getting to go back to say momentum going, you have to tap into different pockets and different aspects of, of things. And these the alliances, whether it's like I said, email, whether it's us uh, meeting up for a networking event and, and supporting each other, or it's us collaborating online with a, a, another plant-based company or becoming an ingredient for a different company out, you know, out there. That's the, that's the important thing. And I feel like I said, to just continuously follow up, double back and keep the communication going on. Communication is everything to me, you know? And, uh, yeah. that, I think that's the important part of, uh, keeping those alliances uh, together. Yep. Well, and you guys do what you say you're going to do. And I think that that's a really important piece, um, doing what you Thank say you. you're going to do. And so I, I think that that's a huge thing on here and I respect you guys for it. It's one of the reasons like we get along so well, because I do believe in that. And I just believe me in myself, I've struggled with it in my own life. And so, but I've had to really work on making sure that I do what I say I'm going to do always, at least for the last 20 years as I've really focused on and it. You slide sometimes as businesses, you forget about people, you don't write things down. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. But I think one of the things you guys do really well is you own it. You own what you're doing. You own your responsibilities and you're really good at communicating. You follow up, you do what you say you're going to do. And I think that that's a really big part of the success of the company is those soft skills as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and really uh, stepping back and being able to be like reflective on things. I feel sometimes you have to step back and, you know, uh, you know, Chris and I have discussions and like, all right, who else, who, who haven't we spoken to in a while? Who's, you know, oh, maybe we should reach out and double back to this person. And it goes into communication and then timing of things. Uh, and, you know, uh, just having that respect of the time and, and the, the relationship that you're uh, creating, you know, mm-hmm. with these different individuals out here in the world. You know, because everyone's on a journey. So it's like, Let's let's make the best of it. Let's you know, uh, let, let's make it happen and, and really strike by the iron's hot. You know, and we're here, we're present. Um, so, yeah, I love it. I'm definitely gonna have you guys back on in like a month or two to talk yeah. about your journey uh, again. Maybe in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll record. Sure. 
talk about it because I want to hear how you guys go into Australia. I think the audience is curious how it goes in Europe. I mean, these omelets, the the muffin sandwiches that you guys have partnered on with the, those companies, um, finding relationships there, collaboration, the move into food service, I think is really important. And I totally respect you guys and what you're doing and the way you're going to market and the aggression and the positivity and just, you know, like we said, the communication. Uh, Is there anything we left out that you guys want to add into this episode? I'll I'll give you guys time to talk um, and and say anything that you want to say that maybe I missed. Um, I know we talked about, you know, food service. We talked about the omelet and the muffin. If you want to talk more about that stuff, I'm open to that. But We've got a lot of information in here for sure. So it's all yours. You know, if there's anything you guys want to share or disclose or talk about or prepare what's in the future, if you want to give us a little uh, bird uh, sneak peek of what's yeah. coming up for you guys, that would be awesome. Great. Thank Again, you. thank you. Yeah, thank you, Justin, for the dedicated time and, and the audience for listening in thus far. It's, uh, I think you yes. touched on mainly all of our all of our bullet points, but I, I do want to dive into just specifically on our latest and greatest. And we said that in the past, but to date, this is uh, <laughs> this next product is probably uh, going to be our last uh, addition to the simply as a family for the time being. For the time not being, saying, yeah, <laughs> not saying the limits or uh, the possibilities are endless or aren't endless, but for now, in regards to having an additional product in retail and food service, we are looking to launch uh, by August of 2023, a few short months. Our Simply Eggless Omelet is it is amazing in the sense that we're really pioneering entire new lineup of, of plant-based versions of items. There is no other retail item out there that is a pre-made frozen omelets. And I've been one, uh, I've been, blessed enough to taste test it myself and, and give feedback. It's, it's, it's a game changer. Uh, we were able to source our, our business partners and good planet cheese along with our simply eggless liquid. We created a, a folded omelet that has cheese in the middle. It uh, comes two to a pack, only 110 calories per omelet. It, it cooks really well. It's perfect for, cafeteria-style commercialization. It's perfect for airlines uh, due to the fact that you reheat it in those little trays that they have there. It's, it's a great application that I, for one, I see, I, I really see it already in schools, cafeterias, mm-hmm. airlines. It's much needed in the space. Uh, the punchline is everything you love about regular egg and cheese, but plant-based. We've, we're providing that with this latest SKU going to be available at, at retailers as soon as August um, on the food service level, level. We are the only company that is creating that, and I can claim that 100%. So we're bringing something new to the game, uh, and it's, it's, it's really exciting to see the interest that that has garnished already. Uh, we're already talking with several airlines. We're hoping to solidify our place there, and uh, Bruce is working some angles with, within the, the government government organizations as well i'll let them speak on that uh please bruce your thoughts on, on the on the omelet yeah thank you the omelet is uh super exciting like we said it's the latest of the lineup of, of simply eggless products um like you know like chris said uh 
seeing it in schools already, already having a vision of so many different things uh, right now. Yeah, working angles to push to get into, you know, government, military, uh, hospitals, things of that nature. Um, we touched on some of that, Justin, before with food service and stuff. And just something where it's uh, easy for people to have an easy access, you know, um, of a meal that's plant-based, healthier option. And uh, super exciting to, to to see the potential, and I'm sure by like episode five in another month, it's going to be new developments because every day is an adventure, a, a journey, I'd say. Um, and yeah, I touched base with with some people earlier this afternoon, and they're going to have some discussion with uh, some some buyers uh, within the government space uh, next week, early next week, and they've been in talks with our product and stuff like that, so. Exciting to see it develop, you know, uh, and other people uh, speak on behalf of the company and uh, see the the potential and where it's necessary, you know, out here. Yeah, in the world. If if you guys take a grand scheme look at at the big fast food chains, you're seeing them slowly start to adopt uh, plant based Mm -hmm. alternatives. I I literally just saw Shake Shack just announce their 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 veggie veggie burger that they've been working on for five years. You notice that they're tackling the lunch and dinner menus, but no one yet has touched the plant-based version of breakfast. That's where we're going to come into play. That's where we're going to be right there waiting for that opportunity when they start knocking. That's why we created these products. We already see the ending. We know the ending. Right. We're, just, we're, just, <laughs> we're just placing it. <laughs> we're just placing our, 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 our um, products out there for for people to view. And it's, uh, again, word spreads, word spreads really fast, uh, in this industry. I'm learning uh, a lot of key contacts and a lot of different people and they, people are starting to discover us. So as soon as we have a, you know, solid outlet, we'll, we'll definitely announce it at the show. Uh, there's a lot of good things in the works, but mm-hmm. a simple thing like a, a folded omelet, uh, again, it's, it's needed for schools. It's needed for hospitals. It's, it tastes really great. I, I can't even, uh, I'll let the consumers decide, but uh, once you guys see it in the market, uh, it's, it's super convenient. Uh, something I plan to feed my future kids uh, down the road, and it's, I'm really excited about that front. Um, beyond that, I'd say, what would you say, Bruce? What else do you, you want to dive into? Um, um, I, that, for me, I'm like, that. I'm, can't, I'm trying to think of, uh, of something else. I'm like, it, I know it's going to just, everything is like day by day. So I'm like, it's going to be something new <laughs> development. Probably get off the phone and look at an email and be like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, that could lead to a great point. So I was just on a conversation uh, two hours ago with one of our, our chef contacts. And I told him about, about having our product on the, the menu at Urban Vegan Roots. Urban Vegan Roots is a restaurant where me, Myself, Bruce, and Justin, we met face-to-face for the first time about a month and a half ago. It's a great networking event. It was a great chemistry. It's an amazing restaurant. Those that are close to Queens, New York, definitely pay it a visit. Um, mm-hmm. But we were explaining how we have our Simply Exits item as a as a featured menu item. And I literally took a picture of it on, on, on the menu. And uh, it's a very proud moment to see our, our brand on that menu. Uh, we got nothing but thanks for the owner, Dave. Dave, he's he's been he's a Queens uh, local as well. So he, uh, initially, once we met, uh, <laughs> yeah, me and Bruce met him. He's like, oh, you guys are from Queens? 
got to give you a try. I definitely want to work with you. So give me a um, <laughs> And we met, we met Dave through Miles. So it's all relative. Um, mm-hmm. Those that may not know all the different characters, all we're trying to say is make your connections, find your tribe, your group of people. Mm-hmm. People know people. If you share the common interests, they'll make introductions. And one thing led to the next. That conversation with the chef, he was so happy to hear that. He's like, this is amazing. You guys have a product, your product on the menu already. When I plan my chef tour, I'm going to have them invite. I'm going to invite them specifically to that restaurant to try your product to win them over. These stories are what sell your product. These are the stories that are going to win the chef over. You're already doing it. So uh, that's just a great local story I wanted to share with you guys. It's, it's, it's all relative, like me and Bruce always say. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, everything we do, it's all relative. Yeah, and this is interesting. I'm going to say it. Well, and I, I'm not, I didn't, wasn't born in Queens. I didn't grow up there, but I spent a lot of time there with my ex-wife from like 2004, 2005 till uh, 2012, 2013. And I understand the mindset and also like the entourage. They come from Queens uh, Boulevard, obviously in Queens, mm-hmm. and there's an entourage. Of them, oh, and yeah. you guys kind of have this entourage <laughs> going there of ability and you guys have kind of let me in and I know Brett's not from around there and he does reside in Brooklyn but whatever and um and just joking around like that there's this entourage of people that you guys are sort of forming there in Queens and you're very open to allowing us non-native New Yorkers into this in this tribe but um I think New York's about the American dream I think it's about people coming into New York and becoming New Yorkers or having that New York state of mind yeah, I'll drop the plug there, just like Brett's clothing yeah. line. So anyone's in the audience, you should go look up New York State of Mind Clothing Company or on Instagram, New York NY State of Mind Co. Um, so I'll just drop a plug there. But you guys have done really well at using your networks, using the way you grew up, using your hoods, using your boroughs, using the entire New York City to sort of build this entourage of people and connect people you know i'm one of them that's why this show's done so well i think we met back in january that long ago maybe that we all got together yeah. and did something um right after new year's i think it was and um yeah it's quite an incredible thing what's happened since then my trajectories rapidly changed i think all of our trajectories changed and yeah. what's happened when we've gotten around a lot of like-minded individuals and what happens and it's funny because i you will use the entourage thing it's like a group of kids that grew up in queens all of a sudden go to go to california and while they all don't succeed outright originally they have some flops there was like that aquaman disaster all this stuff they go through medellin (laughs) all that stuff but they all end up like wealthy in their own ways in the end turtle starts the tequila company and ends up wealthier than all of them and he was the car driver And, um, you know, and things like that. And he, he, he gets with Rhonda Rossi or whatever. And, um, you know, Vince finally gets his movie and an actor and his brother finally gets his own TV show and, uh, so on and so forth as the group forms. I can't remember what the, all the characters for some reason I'm drawing a blank, but story the gist of it is that everyone finds their purpose when they all lift each other up together by all trying to be the best versions of themselves but also like trying to give to them around them and trying to network around them and trying to find like-minded individuals because they were like-minded individuals they all believed in vince and went out there 
But what happened is they all started believing in each other and they all found their own path and they all found their own leadership path, which led to greatness and excellence and Mm -hmm. good things in their life. And that's what we're seeing here. Um, It's very true. It's not just a movie. These aren't just TV shows. Mark Wahlberg actually did it in real life. You know, you see the way he lifts up his brothers with the Wahlbergers. And he's also got a tequila company now. And he's also got a shoe and clothing company called Municipal or however you pronounce it, municipal, municipal, whatever. Depends on my speech impediment for the day. But it's <laughs> um, but these are the type of things I'm talking about. These networks matter. They're important. Our friend groups matter. They have huge influence on us on where we go in life. You know, and you guys are doing mm-hmm. that, and it's really appreciated. And I appreciate you guys inviting me to that event and planning everything. And just so everyone knows, Urban Vegan Roots and Urban Vegan Kitchens, they were on the podcast they were episodes, um, I'll just let everyone know, just because I want to drop their name. They were episode 294 and 292, I believe. Yep, 292 and 294. That's David uh, Tianga of Urban Vegan Roots and Urban Vegan Kitchen. He did the interview. We uh, Miles, who you guys will hear on Justin, the Justin Ryan Bizarro Show, interviewed from Hollywood Productions. He's part of that group. He helps work with those restaurants. He's also a vegan. He's also um, buddies with these guys at Simply Eggless. He's also why we all have connected with New York State of Mind, the clothing company, and Brett. And our circle keeps growing. It's why we're having this big networking event in New York City this weekend as we're recording it, not the weekend that this will release. But we're all meeting at Bell Fries. Anna Lee, who is also on this podcast, she did two episodes. She's opening a new location, already opened on May 1st, at the Garden Bar and um, in the South Street Seaport. Okay, By the time this podcast comes out, it'll be really open. But we're all sort of now supporting each other and networking and creating these groups of our friends that are uplifting each other. We're all food entrepreneurs or we're all entrepreneurs or we're all hustlers and grinders to uh, to Bruce's point. You know, so these are these are things that matter. Your friend circles matter. The people you're influenced by matters. And you see if you make quick changes or you adjust or you quick find new groups and you keep elevating yourself by expanding your friendships based on principles, not personalities. <laughs> and you see what happens. Like we've been to hip hop. We saw, you know, Wu Tang. What was the guy's name again? Uh, J. Period. J. J. Period. Uh, from Brooklyn. Yep. Yeah. J. Period. Like, we, we've done things together. We went and supported New York State of Mind clothing at a market uh, that's a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to find their way in food and clothing and other ways. Soaps. I think there was a soap company there, too, if I'm not mistaken. And, and sorts of all sorts of cool things. And mushrooms and mm-hmm. you name it. And um, so these matter. Um, lastly... I just want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast and all of your time, you know, and the connections no, you guys made you. and welcome me into to your guys' lives and into your networks. It's made a huge impact on me. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's really mattered um, that we have remained such good friends and that this podcast does, does go on. And you guys push me to be a better human and a better man um, in a lot of different ways. And I wouldn't be doing the things I wasn't doing without your guys' positive influence. So I appreciate that. Uh, 100%. Oh, like well, I appreciate you totally. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, and someone's great, probably... Great energy, great, Go ahead. The great energy, great energy finds itself, finds each other, you know? Like, like mm-hmm. Bruce always told me, vibrations, 
I think we were just meant to connect at that right time. And um, I'm glad you were open to coming coming over to Queens and meeting us. And, and, and mm-hmm. look what happened. Look what happened from that night on. It's been great. Uh, and just I believe in hustle and grinding so much. I actually have a company that I've been working on for about four years developing a ghost kitchen called Hustle and Grinders based on sandwiches and the hustle of life just because I like that term. And you just said it, hustle and grinding, which I thought was interesting. It all stemmed from my time in New York and that sort of mentality. And actually, it's been five years ago now I developed the concept and got it down. And I'm finally just getting to a point where we're we're getting this into a ghost kitchen ready to go into ghost kitchens but it's exactly this reason it's that mindset around food it's that hustle and grinding it's that new york city mentality that new york state of mind that we're talking about um so i appreciate that and you guys just bringing that back out of me it's like sometimes as entrepreneurs we need to go back into the ring we need to go back into the hustle it's like rocky three where he goes back you know into the depths of la with apollo creed to find out what he's truly made of a reminder of what it was like to be on the streets and have to fight for everything and you guys have brought that back out of me when i needed it the most when i'm trying to figure out this new path in life and this new direction and this interest in film and this interest in tv and podcasts as well as being a food entrepreneur and and, you know, I'm already in real estate and I'm already in logistics and I'm already in fulfillment and I'm already in IT. But this is something that's really been a passion for me. And you guys have been able to connect me and, and give me the opportunities and also just in, just brought out this New York mentality out of me. And it's almost like I just want to start chanting, kill, 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 not because I want to kill something, because I just want to dominate in life, you know. And um, I appreciate yeah. that from you guys, like literally like. I can't even tell you how important it is. And the other thing is, is, you know, as I've had interruptions here during the show, everyone, I've updated my phone. So for some reason, now that I've updated my phone, it makes a beeping noise every time I mute it because I didn't want you guys to hear the background noise. I mute my mic, but I didn't want the, the, so the audience says I didn't want Chris and Bruce to get interrupted by what was going on here. But I had like, it must be Friday's delivery day because I've had numerous people walk in here. It must be every New York delivery happens on Friday afternoon. And um, and they can't read any signs or anything on the board, which is just so frustrating. And then someone comes in here literally with their phone on speakerphone. So there's that whole thing. And um, But I hope I got it and caught it before anyone heard it. But one of the things that I think is so interesting is when you don't have this mentality, when you aren't hustling and you're just going by your day-to-day, you're so oblivious. You don't read signs. You don't see the red light on that says recording. You don't, you know, there's a giant dog. You just don't care about yeah. that either. I'm like, what are you doing? And um, <laughs> But I think that there's, it's a difference. You know, it's the difference between making it and having success is actually being aware of what you're doing and being conscious of your principles and not just going through life trying to get things done or check off boxes. And that's what I really also Mm -hmm. like about you guys. Like, you know, there's the difference between the hustlers and the grinders and the people that have success in their life and find happiness in the uncomfortability and there's the people who just go through life trying to get through life as fast as possible and don't pay attention to what they're doing and, you know, cause issues. I will also say that I like that this happened. It tests my patience. It tests my my ability to push through things. And because I do try to have perfection, even though it's always progress, I'm a very big into progress. But you guys have just opened up that for me. Like, 
I need to keep hustling. Don't get caught up in the little obstacles, you know, because you forget that mm-hmm. because New York City has so many obstacles and it is an uphill battle in a lot of ways that when you get out of New York City, you forget sometimes how you constantly have to be hustling, how you constantly have to be training mentally, physically, spiritually to make it in this world. And I appreciate yep. that as well. You guys have just reminded me of that. So thank you very much. And I don't know if you guys want to say anything on that, but it, it's yours. And um, as we wrap things up, but I just wanted to say thank you for that as well. I appreciate that 100%. Joseph. Thank you. I'll, I'll just have two, two, you know, not even a, a couple of sentences to, to wrap it up. Uh, Justin, it's amazing to meet you uh, through Connected Through Bruce. And uh, I personally have seen your growth, even though you're already – uh, already, you're already grown when I first met you, but I've seen your growth from when we first met to now, and you continue to push push the envelope, and I, I applaud you for that. It's very inspiring, and you know, alongside Bruce, I, I for one am happy to have met you and incorporate you into my life, our tribe. Uh, you fit right in. It's, it's It's been great. It's been a jolt of energy for us as well, and uh, let's continue to build, man. Let's continue to build. It's, the sky's the limit, and I'm, I'm happy to be uh, acquainted with all of you guys here. Yeah, and thank uh, you everybody. Thank you everybody. Thank you everybody for listening. Bruce, it, please. Yeah, go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, no, I just want to say uh, definitely, you know, Justin, thank you so much for your, your kind words, you know, and uh, just, just from the time I've met you, you know, it's just love your honesty. Um, you, you know, it, how you, you express and really tap in and allow others to uh, express themselves out here and to see, you know, Chris and I speaking find your tribe, find your tribe, and it's been building and progressively in this last year. And all these key components of different people that you've named uh, these last few moments, um, I've played a huge part in, in seeing everybody just growing and developing is a beautiful thing. And, you know, we always stress local to global, local to global, and, you know, New York state of mind. And it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, you like you said, you have all the obstacles, so many obstacles here in the city of New York, but then there's so many opportunities that come with it. And I think it's important to stress as well in this journey of hustling, grinding, young entrepreneurs, trying to make things happen to keep that, you know, balance of, listen, everything is right here under your nose. The opportunities are right in front of you. You got to just tap into the right people, the right vibrations, like Chris said. And, you know, uh, amazing things can happen. And this is a testament right now as we're speaking. And, and the wonderful things are to come all of us you know yeah absolutely thank you and i'm gonna wrap it up with this you guys like bring out a calmness in me and a composure because by the third time someone walked in here and the dogs went ballistic which i hope the audience didn't hear most of because i mute my mic always thank god um i would have probably ripped the head off of the third person because he would have paid for the first and the second person's mistake (laughs) and that's a little vulnerable (laughs) and i am italian i'm hot-blooded but that's not an excuse i think that people often use that as an excuse and they don't work on themselves but working with you guys and being around you guys and obviously a lot of personal work over the years but one of the things that's happened recently by being around you guys is i found that composure even with jesse uh, Spellman over at Utopia Bagels. He has this weird amount of composure during a crisis that I see and equanimity. And it comes a lot from sports and stuff like that. I know it from sports. But in the business world, when I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to gain momentum and I don't want anyone to get me off path, I can literally not, I can be a hard human 
for lack of a better term. You know, it's why they say have a soft head and a soft heart, but I can have a hard head and I can be, you know, I cannot take people into account. So what I've learned is that I just need to go with it. This is a good story. I'll probably tell this story to someone on the podcast how, you know, I don't want to stop it. I want you guys to keep having your flow and I don't want to ruin what you're saying. So I didn't want to react, but it's also part of me is like, you guys bring out composure. You have this peacefulness about you in your hustle. And I'm not saying you never get mad or never get angry. It's part of being human. But what I am saying is you bring out the best of me too, you know, and I thank you guys for that. And even just on this podcast, you know, hindsight, as I get all frustrated and was like flustered that I'm going to have to go back and edit some pieces and make sure there's pieces that don't, can't be heard. I actually found like, huge comfort that you guys are there and found peace in being able to deal with it because you're my my team you know as long as we're doing this podcast as long as we're spreading our message that's what this is about it's not about a distraction or a disruption or someone trying to to put doubt in my mind not unintentionally about what I'm doing and give me fear that this podcast is going to be bad no it turned out fantastic you know, because we kept mm-hmm. going and we, we got through it and we climbed up the hill, even though I was having some obstacles here. Um, so I appreciate that. And I hope that's a lesson for everyone because I feel like God just put it in front of us. Uh, at least for me, that's how mm-hmm. I view it. So I might as well share it with the mm-hmm. audience since this is a project. This is meant for entrepreneurs to grow from and humans that listen to it. And so thank you guys for, for doing this. Thank you guys for always being a part of this. Um and again, the audience, I apologize for any noise or any beepings. I was trying to be uh, respectful to the to Bruce and to Chris while they were talking and let them keep their flow and keep their rhythm. So um, I will do the best with those. But again, uh, I will fix it so my phone doesn't do that anymore. But I do appreciate you guys doing this episode uh, a lot. I just want—I know I'm going over the top here, but you guys mean the world to me. Um, and that's not me just saying it. You really have made an impact on me. And uh, even today, it just shows. Uh, I can see it. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone in the audience for listening in. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Bruce or Chris, will you tell us where they can find you online or how they can find you guys in Australia as well? Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Um, so our website is uh, try simply eggless. Spells out exactly how it sounds. Uh, try simply eggless.com. Our Instagram handle is the same at try simply eggless. We also have a um, Simply Eggless Australia account that you can tap in to see some different versions of the marketing. And that is under the handle of Simply Egg. I'm sorry, Simply Australia. That's the handle on Instagram. I'll be, uh, that's where you can find us online. We're very, we're very active on Instagram, uh, amongst other platforms. And through there, if you want to send us a message, we're the two people that are answering questions, so you can reach myself, Chris, or Bruce. Uh, but again, thank you for your interest. Any questions, feel free to DM us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can, and we appreciate your support. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Reach and- out. Check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everyone in the audience for listening in. If you want to find us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. And again, you can find me on Justin, the Justin Ryan Bizarro Show. You can find me on the Centurion Leadership Battalion with Justin Bizarro. And you can find me on the Night Dasher with Justin Bizarro, where we're obviously going to talk about drivers who can't read the signs. 
um, when they're doing delivery. So that'll be a fun topic since I just experienced it today. Joking aside, I feel for them. It's a hard job. Delivering stuff is the worst job in the world. I feel for them. And uh, so I get it when you're distracted and stuff. So a grain of salt, but it is something if you want to represent yourself well in the world, you want to have integrity, you want to build character, you got to be on your game all the time. And you got to do your job to the best of your abilities and not be distracted. Um, so that's just something I'll talk about on, on there. That's D-A-S-H-O-R. It's a name, so I play on it, obviously. And um, with that being said, uh, you can find us on Instagram again at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can find me personally at Justin Bizarro, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. Thank you guys again for listening to me, listening to my rants today. I think I'm on podcast number four, and I've done 34 podcasts this week recording. So I'm glad to be off for the next couple of days. I'm sort of losing it as we wrap up this one. But um, thank you guys, and we're out. <laughs>